Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. Well, good morning. Here I am again, all dressed up and nowhere to go. But I want to share with you God's Word, and I think it's going to be a great encouragement to you today. Of course, we're busy with a series dealing with stress and worry. The Apostle Paul gives us five things that we need to do. He says, you want to have the opposite of stress and worry, which of course by now we know is peace. He says, you want to have a peace that surpasses all understanding. He says, the five things that you need to do. And so these are the things that he gives us. He says, choose joy. Do not worry about anything. And then number three, pray about everything. Number four, and that's the one that we're going to look at today. He says, thank God in all things, not for all things, but in all things. And then number five, keep your mind on good things. Let me read it to you quickly here from the Bible, from Philippians chapter four. And we're going to underline those different steps. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again rejoice. Number two, he says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray. That's number three. Pray about everything and tell God what you need. And here's the fourth one. He says, thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Notice what he says here. He says, if you will do these five things, he says, then the result of that, then you're going to have a peace that'll guard, it'll, it'll protect, it'll almost be like a shield around your, your mind and your heart. So in other words, you go through a crisis, you go through a difficult time, you, it doesn't matter what you go through, but if you'll do these five things, he says, you can go through that time and you're going to have a peace that you that you really can't explain. Uh, it doesn't make sense. It's a, a peace that surpasses all understanding. And today we're going to focus on that fourth one, and it's giving thanks, thanking God in all things. Did you know that it's God's will for you and me to give thanks? Sometimes we, we wonder, what is God's will for my life? Well, firstly, it's to give thanks. In verse 6, he says, tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then in 1 Thessalonians, listen to this. He says, always be joyful. Keep on praying no matter what happens. Always be thankful for this is God's will for you. This is God's will. God wants us to live grateful and thankful lives. And maybe you're thinking, well, what if I don't feel like it? Well, why do you think God gives us this command? God wouldn't give us a command to do something. If we naturally do it. So for instance, God doesn't give us a command to breathe. Always breathe. He doesn't have to because we naturally do that. So he gives us a command to do something if it's something that we, we battle to do. And so he says to us, he says, always be thankful. Because if you think about it, most people are generally moaning and complaining and grumbling and whining. That's what comes naturally to them. And so God says, I don't want you to do that. I want you to always be grateful. Can you say that with me? Always be grateful. I didn't hear you. 
All right, understand why. All right, always be grateful. So thankfulness and gratitude is not a feeling. It's a choice. David says in Psalm 118, he says, This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Notice it's a, it's a choice that he's made. He's not following feelings. He's following his decision that he's made. And I think so often we allow our, our feelings to dictate. If we don't feel like doing something, we've heard people say, Well, you know, I don't have feelings for him anymore. I don't have feelings for her anymore. We just, we're just going to get divorced. And, and guess what's happening? They're allowing their feelings to, to dictate. Or I don't feel like being loyal at work. And after everything they've done, I don't, I don't feel like it. You know, I don't feel like putting in my heart. I don't feel like doing things with excellence. And we allow our feelings to dictate. The Bible says here in Colossians 2 verse 7, Let your lives overflow with thanksgiving for all he has done. The way I see it, it's not just when you feel like it. It's all the time. It's not just sometimes. It's all the time. Let your lives overflow. In January this year, I spoke to you about how we start our day. Because how we start our day sets the tone for the rest of the day. It, it really impacts the rest of our, of our day. And so if you start off in the morning, you think, oh man, I can't face another day like this, just sitting around doing nothing. And I'm just so frustrated. You start your day like that, the first couple of moments of your day, it's going to set the tone for the rest of your day. But if you start your day right there in bed and you just start thanking God, you thank Him for His goodness, you thank Him for His faithfulness, you thank Him that you have a roof over your head and that you've had food to eat, and you thank Him for as much as you can, you start your day like that, man, that's going to set the tone for the rest of, of your day. Do you know multiple studies have shown that gratitude is the healthiest human emotion that we can have? the healthiest emotion that we can have. And so you'll find grateful people are happy people. And happy people are grateful people. Now, I know we probably all know someone or a number of people who should be grateful, who should be happy. Man, and they're going around moaning and complaining. It's the guy that's just come out of a big car accident and God spared his family. They came out of that Family sped, they all fine. And he's walking around complaining, you know, my, my car's written off. Now I don't have a car anymore. <laughs> you look at him, you, you can't believe it. But you have, you have your family, your loved ones. You have your limbs. You have your life. God protected you from all of that. What are you complaining about? Or oh, it's the guy, let's say God's blessing his business. And he's walking around saying, man, we're so busy. You know, I just can't keep up. I'm so tired. What's the problem there? I'll tell you what the problem is. They're focusing on the wrong thing, on the wrong railway line. You say, what railway line? You see, the way I see it, life is made up of two railway lines. We have good things in our lives. And we have bad things in our lives. And so at no point do you have only good things. You take that railway line away. And at no point do you only have bad things in your life. But I, I think the train of life runs on both of these tracks. 
And at any stage in your life, you can look at it. You'll have good things and bad things. And sure, sometimes we have more good things, a lot of good things. But if you look for it, you'll find some bad things as well. And other times there's some bad things. There are a lot of bad things happening. But if you really look for it, you're going to find the good things. Now listen, listen. I think God wants us to focus on the good things. Don't focus on the bad stuff. They're there. They'll always be there. But don't focus on that because the Bible tells us always be thankful. Let your lives overflow with gratitude. That's what God wants us to do. And so that's why you'll find people where they're moaning and complaining. You're looking at them and it doesn't make sense because they've got so much to be grateful for. But they're focusing on the wrong railway track. Focus on the good things. Let me tell you a story quickly. There was this king who loved to go hunting and he had a servant who would always go hunting with him. And so they'd been doing this for years and years. And, and uh, if they came back without an animal, they hadn't shot anything, the servant would say, it is good. If they came back with an animal, they, they got something, the servant would say, it is good. So the king could never understand it. One day they were out on a hunting trip and uh, there was an accident and the king lost his thumb. And so the servant said, it is good. Well, the king just, man, he lost his temper as well. When they got back to the palace, he had him thrown in prison, thrown in, in the dungeon. He was just mad. And so it took months for the, for the king's hand to recover and to heal. But when his hand had healed, he went out hunting again. But this time without his servant, the servant was still in prison, spent months in prison already. And so the king went on his own. But this time he went further than he'd been before. It was actually a couple of days track. And that's when he was captured by some cannibals. And just before the cannibals killed him, they wanted to eat him. They discovered that he had four fingers on the one hand. Being a very superstitious people, they decided not to eat him. And so they, they released him. They let him go. The king was so grateful. Walking home, the words of that servant were just echoing in his ears. It is good. It is good. It is good. When he got back to the palace, first thing that he did was to release the servant. He was just so grateful. And so he apologized emphatically to the servant, you know, apologized for leaving him there for, for months. And the servant said, no, 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 really, it's fine, it's fine. No, the king kept on apologizing. No, he says, it's fine. It is good. king said, what do you mean it is good? He said, if I was with you on that trip, they would have eaten me. And I think that's why the Bible says, Always be thankful. He says, let your lives overflow with thanksgiving. You know, I think one of the reasons we need to take time to thank God and just to praise Him and just to express our gratitude is not because God needs to be reminded of His goodness. We need to be reminded of His goodness. And so every time we remind ourselves of God's goodness, what happens? It builds our faith. And so let's say you're battling with your health at the moment and God hasn't healed you yet. Keep on thanking God. And you can just go before the Lord and you say, God, thank you that your word says, by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. Thank you, Lord, that, that the price has already been paid for. Thank you that you, you're busy touching me. Your healing power, Lord, is flowing through me. What are you doing? You're keeping your faith alive. Every time we do that, we're strengthening our faith. 
You know, sometimes the things that we were grateful for a while ago are the things we're complaining about now. I mean, think about that little child, that little baby. When that baby was born, you were so grateful. And now you're complaining about that same teenager. Uh, think about when you got that job back then. You were so grateful about that job or for that job. Now you're complaining about the job. Or, you know, think about that husband. You were praying and praying and trusting God for that husband. You were so excited. And now, now you're still praying and praying, but it's a very different prayer that you're praying. Listen, here's my point. What was once a miracle, what we were once so grateful for, now we just take for granted. And you know the Israelites did exactly that. God was good to them, and God blessed them, and God did miracle upon miracle for them. Uh, God uh, parted the Red Sea. Now they're complaining. God uh, gave them water out of a rock. Now they're complaining. God gave them cornflakes that rained down from heaven, manna. Now they're complaining. You would think they would be so grateful. They would be so thankful for everything God had done. But no, they're just, they just complaining. You know what their problem was? They forgot the good things God had done for them. They just forgot that. The Bible says in Psalm 78, it says, They forgot about His power and how He rescued them from their enemies. They forgot His miraculous signs in Egypt. They got so caught up in the problems of today that they forgot about the goodness, His goodness of yesterday. Is it possible that you and I do the same? That we look at what we're going through and we don't know what the future holds and we get so caught up in this that we forget about His goodness from yesterday. Do you know there's something just as bad as forgetting the goodness of God? And that's taking His goodness for granted. I think there are a lot of things that we take for granted. Our health, our loved ones, our job, our salary that gets paid in, our church. We've got a wonderful church that we can go to every Sunday. And, and we just take these things for granted. And I think if we're going to develop an a, a attitude of, of thankfulness and gratitude, if we're going to develop that lifestyle, I think we've got to learn to be grateful and thankful for the little blessings in our lives, the little things God does. Every time we sit down to a plate of food, we just thank God, not because of just a ritual that we do or a habit or something, but because we're really grateful. The roof over our head. What about, what about the running water, the electricity? All of those little blessings. If we want to develop a lifestyle of, of thankfulness and gratitude, We've got to thank God for the little blessings in our lives. And then we take it a step further. We've got to thank God in advance for what we don't yet have. I mean, think about it. We all have things that we, we're praying for, we're trusting God for, or promises that we're standing on. They're things that we don't yet have. And we need to thank God in advance for those things. You see, the time between the prayer and the fulfillment of the prayer, or let me say, the time between the promise where God gives us a promise, we read a promise here in the Word, and man, we just realized that's for me. The time between the promise and the fulfillment of the promise, the Bible calls in 1 Peter chapter 1, the trial of our faith or the testing of our faith. And it's in this time 
where a lot of people get discouraged and give up and throw in the towel. But I want to suggest it's in this time, the, the testing of our faith, that we need to stand strong and we need to keep thanking God and praising God in advance for what He has not yet done. You see, when you've prayed about a health issue and it hasn't happened yet, that's where you keep on thanking God. Just keep thanking Him in advance for that thing. Uh, because when you do that, it keeps strengthening your faith. You know, this is what happened to Abraham. When God told Abraham to move to another land, God told him he was going to make him the father of many nations. Now, in order to be a father, he's got to have a child. They didn't have a child at that stage. So what was God doing? God was making him a promise, giving him a promise that he was going to give him a child. Do you know between the time of the promise and the fulfillment of the promise was 25 years, the testing of his faith, the trial of his faith, was 25 years. At the time when God gave him the promise, it seemed very unlikely. The more they went on, it started to seem impossible. Are you facing something in your life at the moment that seems impossible? Because I just want to say to you, what's impossible with man is very much possible with God. Keep your faith alive. Listen to what Abraham did. Listen to this. In Romans chapter 4, it says, Abraham did not waver in unbelief, but grew stronger in faith. How? Grew stronger in faith by giving glory to God. Notice when you and I start giving glory to God, when we praise God in advance for what we don't have, man, it strengthens our faith. Your faith is not going to get stronger through moaning and complaining. Your faith is not going to get stronger through just throwing in the towel and saying, man, it'll never happen. Our faith grows stronger through praising God and giving God glory. And so often we think, man, I'll give God glory uh, after the breakthrough, you know, after my business is taken off, after my healing. But it's the wrong way around. We need to give God thanks even before that, when we don't have that breakthrough yet. Because you see, it's our thanksgiving that strengthens our faith. And it's our faith that becomes the vehicle that takes us to our breakthrough. Can I say that again? It's our thanksgiving that strengthens our faith. And it's our faith that eventually becomes the vehicle that takes us to our breakthrough. Let me share one last story with you quickly. You know the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. Well, Jesus was teaching that day. And it was late in the afternoon already. And so Jesus wanted to feed them. They didn't have anything. So he asked for the disciples to go and see what they got. And so they come back. They say, we, we have a little boy here. And all he has is two little fish, five little breads, probably flatbreads like they have in the Middle East, little, little pita breads or something like that. And so that's what they have, two little sardines and five little breads. And so Jesus tells them to go and tell the people to sit down on the grass. Now, remember, there were 5,000 men, excluding women and children. So you could probably pretty conservatively, you could say 10,000, at least 10,000 people that day. And so Jesus tells him, tell the people to sit down on the grass. Bible tells us there was grass, a lot of grass, obviously. And so the disciples do that. And I'm sure as they're going along and telling the people to sit down, they're thinking, this is crazy. This is impossible. But again, what's impossible with man 
is very much possible with God. And then Jesus takes the food in his hands. Now listen to what he prays. In John chapter 6, it says, Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, I want you to notice something. Jesus gave thanks before the miracle. I think he understood this principle. Sometimes we've got to give thanks before the miracle. Give thanks for what you don't yet have. You know, there were these parents driving home one day after, after church, and they had their little, little boy, little son, little five-year-old in the back. And so they asked him what he had learned in Sunday school that day, and he told them this, this story, this miracle, where Jesus got the people together, and he said to the people, we're going to have a picnic today. So he told the people to sit down on the green grass. And then he took the two little sardines in his hands. He told the people to close their eyes because he wanted to pray for the sardines. So everybody closed their eyes, laid his hands on the sardines, and he prayed for them. When the people opened their eyes, Moby Dick was lying in front of them. Everybody had fish and chips that day. Listen, friends, when you give thanks to God, in advance, God can take the little bit that you have, turn it into a lot. God can take what seems impossible and make it very much possible. And so let me wrap it up. Let's start off our day with thanksgiving and praise. Right there in bed, when you're lying there, thank God for everything he's done in the past. Thank God for everything he's still going to do in your future. Thank God for the past blessings and then thank him as well for the future breakthroughs. And as you do that, you know what you're doing? Two things. You're being obedient to his word. Because he says, always give thanks. Let your lives overflow, overflow with gratitude. So you're being obedient. But you're also keeping your faith alive. Because it's our thanksgiving that keeps our faith alive. And it's that faith that takes us right through to the breakthrough in our lives. So I want to pray for us, and I want to ask that you, right there where you are, just bow your head and let's pray together. Father God, thank you so much that you are a good, good Father. Thank you that you love us so much, you care for us, and Lord, you've got good plans for our lives, plans to bless and prosper us and not to harm us. And so, Lord, we just want to come and thank you. Thank you for the past blessings. There's so much that we're grateful for. And thank you, Lord, for the future breakthroughs in our lives we don't know what life is going to look like after this virus but you do and we also know that you'll never leave us nor forsake us and you'll be with us every step of the way so lord i pray this morning is that we will live grateful thankful lives not sometimes and not only when we feel like it but all the time amen bless you trust you have a good day if you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.